When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Royal Blue Everton podcast. Quick word about our sponsors, Beer 52, before we get underway. Beer 52 are offering you all some free beers and you can't really ask for much more than that, can you? All you need to do is go to beer52.com and enter Royal Blue in capitals as you check out to enjoy a range of craft ales from all over Europe and, and cheer on the blues along the way. Thank you very much. Right, it's finally done. The summer's most One of the summer's most protracted transfers, certainly if you're a blue. Gilfie Sigurdsson is in the door. He's an Everton player. Um, this is myself, Greg O'Keefe. I'm joined by Gavin Buckland and Tony Scott. And Gav Sigurdsson is going to—he has to add a lot to this squad now, doesn't he? He's club record transfer. Yeah. It's taken so long that we've all become kind of bored by hearing about the updates, and he's finally in. He has to make a difference, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because it's been as long as complicated as spelling the surname, hasn't it? Really, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, he had something set pieces, shooting, crossing. Um, Premier League experience of five or six years now, you know, and that that's reflected in the fee. A player that is sort of playing peak over the next couple of years, and so he's um, not golden age bracket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's so like you know, if Cummins here for the next two years, Sigurdsson's going, you would expect to be at his peak for those two years. So, uh, in terms of um, ticking a lot of boxes, he does. Uh, and on that basis, that's reflected in the fee. I wouldn't get too het up over, you know, sell on, you know, uh, sell on figures and things like that. Is the market, as we know, is a bit is totally unrealistic. Um, you pay for him as a site. What 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 people think he's worth at, at both clubs. So you know, it ticks all the boxes for me. I, I know we'll touch on it later, but you know, it, it's it's how he blends in with the team. It's going to be the next uh, question. Yeah, Tony's been Kerman's number one priority all summer. It's taken till this point to get him. It's going to be worth it, isn't it? Yeah, most definitely. I just think we've got a player now who who delivers on on the big stage. We seen him in the Euros, didn't we? Last year, and we we seen him deliver at the Emirates, at Old Trafford, at Anfield last year. Done the business against Liverpool, all the big teams, and that's what we've lacked over numerous years, haven't we? Yeah. But one of the best set piece kings in, in in the country, isn't he? We've seen the stats up there, assists. Um, everything else set pieces, but what 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 brings his stats to to even gather it even more? You can't comprehend it when you're looking at him. He's playing for Swansea, a team that are fighting relegation. Now, what I like about him as a character as well, he didn't throw his toys out the pram and he didn't throw a transfer request in. He just asked politely to Clement, "I want to leave." He didn't do what a Van Dijk did and going on strike. He seemed the type of character he could have left Swansea last January, but he thought, "You know what? You should. I'm stay- sticking with you to the end of the season. I'm keeping you up." And I like that as a, as a character. I like him as a player and also as a person. It shows about him a lot more the respect he's got for Swansea as well as it. 
as a player, I'm absolutely over the moon with him. I don't care how much he costs. I'm not interested in balance sheets. I'm not interested in whatever it takes. It's not my money. He, 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 he's a player who basically everyone would love to have in his team, regardless of how much they're paying for him. And here's an interesting one for you. It really surprised me. No other Premier League midfielder covered more ground than Gilfie Sigurdsson last season. You wouldn't think that, would you? Looking at him as a game, you'd obviously you'd look to it just again, a guy or a Kante, just, just for that alone. But it just shows you how much he's got in his locker in terms of work rate, what he did for Swansea last year. Kept them up single-handedly, didn't he? Free kicks, crosses. And you're looking at that assists, like he was second in the assists, apart from Deli Alley or Eriksson, wasn't he? Thinking, how's he done that with Swansea when he's only got basically Lorenzi to pick from? in terms of crosses so it just goes to show how good of a player Everton are signing here but what everyone is alluding to including all the pundits and ourselves it's that one player that we need up front which will going to make Guilfi Sigurdsson the player that we're hoping what he's going to be that's it he's a huge piece of the jigsaw gaff but hopefully he's not the final not the piece final of the jigsaw piece, uh, Tony's been banging on that point for a few weeks now hasn't he about the importance of getting a striker in Um I think it's an interesting one, this, isn't it? About whether we get. Who do we get a striker for? Is it someone to suit Sigerson or somebody to suit the team as a whole? So, are, are they. Is that the same? Can you get the same striker to fit both purposes? Because people say, oh, we want somebody who pace you up front. Well, somebody, somebody's pace is 6 foot 4, unless, unless you're made <laughs> on a Wednesday night. is <laughs> a bit, bit uh, you know, it's a bit unusual. Lots of asphalt, so, isn't it? So, what do you want? Yeah. And, and this is the. This, this is the decadent thing. We we seem to want everything at the moment as fans, don't we? Want width, we want young players, we mm. want number ten, we want we want a big striker, we want pace. You can't fit it all in in the framework of of, of starting eleven of ten outfielders. So that that that's the question for Cumin, isn't it? Is what does he want to do? And as you say, Tony last year he did have Lorenzi, and if you're going to have somebody to knock crosses, then he's the man, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. proven. So unless they go and buy it, and don't say that in jest. Is it's an interesting thing. I. Yeah, I mean, usual suspects come to mind here, don't they? You know, Giroud, Benteke. Well, to do it's you know, a no-go now, isn't it? He's a no-go. Wenger just kiboshed that, didn't he? He yeah. said, open the door to him and yeah. we had talks and that was the end of it. What do you think, Greg? Well, I think people talk, and I think you've hit the nail on the head there, we seem to want, almost as if we're panicking that we won't tick every box in this golden window when we spend, we finally look like we need business. I think there's a sense that this might not happen again. We need to get everything he needs right now. Mm, yeah. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say, if we don't get, for example, address the pace issue, we might address enough other, other issues that we're still uh, going concern when it comes to the top six or five. And maybe if, it's, if it really is, becomes glaring by January, if Balassi isn't back, that's when we address pace. We've, we've got Sandro, who's quick. And my point being is what you're saying is right. You're not going to get a target man necessarily who's as quick as you'd like, unfortunately. So, or if you will, you will. It'll be some spectacular business, or you'll take a big risk on someone who's unproven in in mm. even the big European leagues, perhaps. Yeah. So, maybe we're going to have to rely on the fact that Sandro's no slouch. Um, Luckman, Luckman is quick. Exactly. People forget about Luckman, and he made a big impact at times last season. Expect him to kick on, and just say that we're not going to get that wide player. <laughs> In hindsight, you can talk, you know, perfect in hindsight, but should they really maybe have made an offer for Valencia? I don't think he was good enough, actually, but he was quick and he had an impact. Mm. I don't know. What do you think? I, I just think this pace word is just... Is it really needed? And I've said it all 
all along. With Chelsea blowing everyone out the water with their pace last year, no, they wasn't. They were resolute and they got the job done. They kept the most clean sheets as one of the best midfielders. But they weren't blessed with pace. They didn't blow everyone out the water. So I just think you've got to play to your strengths. And you're looking at Sigurdsson. If you're paying forty-two million or whatever, it, whatever it is, if you're paying this money for Sigurdsson, you want his strength, his crossing balls in the box, set pieces. So Everton obviously they've looked at your dudes. That's a no-go. Next one in my list is Ben Teche. I think Ben Teche would suit Everton down to the ground. Holds the ball up really, really well. His goal tally speaks for itself. I just think he'd be a perfect fit for Everton, regardless of if he played for Liverpool or not. I, I, I don't think Palace will sell, and I don't think the player will want to come back to Merseyside, is for what it's worth. You, 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 but you try your hand. You, you, that's what you do. You, you telling me that Sigurdsson fancies Everton maybe last year. You, what you, you try your hand and you offer them the world. You, what, well, you're not a Palace bang, we, we'll double it, and then we'll pay Palace whatever it takes. I just think what's what's the alternative? Go out and try someone in La Liga or Bundesliga, and that's a massive gamble. You've got Ben Sahi's proven, yeah. proven in the Premier League, proves he scores goals in the Premier League, proves he can hold the ball up. He, he fits Everton like a glove. Does he fit Palace anymore? The ball's come in. Is he going to want to play to his strengths? Might he think I could be in another Liverpool situation here with a manager who wants to come in and pass teams to death, and I'm stuck here as a traditional yeah. target man? Maybe, maybe that could tempt him to Merseyside. Think- Human's position is like a bigger man up front. I mean, you then, you then, yeah, yeah. Then you, you're talking, you're talking. Then Zeko, something like that. That's we'll be linked boss, with him. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. That's uh, boss never goes yeah. away, does it? Yeah. Um, so, and it's only what Bobby now four nights away from the transfer. Four window. nights away. So we can't leave. We can't go in with yeah. Sanzo and and Calvert Lewin. Yeah, can't do it. So. The the quest the question still stands. What I opposed is what do we want as a striker? Somebody with pace or somebody no, who, who no. can sit a target, target man. Target man. Yeah. It's got to be. So then the usual suspects come out. Um, having said that, though, I know we're going to talk about Saturday in a bit. Is, is that's the one thing that was lacking wasn't it, on Saturday? I mean, I know what you're saying, so but to me, there's a difference for the team playing with pace and having players who have got pace. I think you need. You know, you're right about Chelsea, but they did have two or three players. They were quick. Yeah, they had yeah, Pedro Hazard, and Moses. Hazard, you know, Hazard's can't take. No can't take. Hazard's no slouch, but you wouldn't take, say he's lightning, would you? Yeah, can't take. Gets up on the down the pitch for the midfielder quickly. So it's you, just, just a guy. Can't take a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're looking at it more in advanced yeah. areas, you wouldn't say Chelsea blow everyone out the water. Yeah, Hazard though, didn't he? And as you say, Moses plays, and so I think we've got nothing at the moment. If you're seeing the evidence, the first three games, who have we got in our starting eleven that has got pace, genuine pace oh, in pace. in upper upper <laughs> upper up, up the you know the far ends of the pitch. Uh, yeah, yeah, all right, Tottenham, Dembele, Eriksson, Deli Ali, Harry Kane. Yeah, but the, are they all blessed with pace? Ali's quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah he gets nobody gets about the pitch a lot. Yeah, but, 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 but are they all blessed with pace? I don't. We've got we've got apart from Morales on the odd base, we've really got nobody. But do you need it? Why do you need? Why do you all of a sudden well, need pace? Is it the buzzword that you need to win a game of football? And that's the problem is that we are, unless Luckman comes on, and I mean Cavalloon's reasonably mobile. Is we haven't got anybody who's lightning quick unless like Blackburn till Blass is back. And I think that's part. That's you know one of the options, isn't it? That we we're just lacking at the moment, which most people I talk about stay the stay the same. So, but it goes back to this supermarket sweep thing, doesn't it? Really, we can't have everything. 
And Manchester City, blessed with peace. And Man United, blessed with peace. Aguero's quick, yeah. isn't he? Aguero, you wouldn't, you wouldn't associate Lukaku. Yeah, he's quick. When he gets going, but yeah. you, you think, they're not blessed with that's, peace, that's are you? Quick, think? isn't he? Yeah, on the wings. Yeah, Martial's quick. We're seeing an advanced area as yeah. a forward. Yeah, but there's three Man United players. I, I think it's interesting fast. what you said, your question was, We can you have everything? Well, we did have him. We, we had to sell him to United, didn't we? Yeah. He, it doesn't have everything actually because he, he hasn't got a touch and uh, yeah, positional awareness yeah. and work rate. However, he does have the height and the pace. Yeah. Look, like, you saw the pace against West Ham, yeah. uh, albeit a, a quite limited West Ham, who clearly have a bit more work to in the window. But he can transform when he drifts out wide and then bombs on. He can transform mm. the transition, if you like, from yeah. midfield to attack quick, can't he? But, yeah. yeah, but at the same time, I think this picking up on Tony's point is that what he's not as a target man, is he? Well, you know what I mean? Well, so, you know, like, he should be bad luck shopping, but he is. So, yeah. so he's, he's not, so. Be, you know, those are very in short supply. So we're then left with this choice. What do you want? Pacey guy or a target man? So there's, there's um, you've got two votes for target man here, Gav. Me and Tony are definitely saying you'll make do without this elusive concept of pace. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think that's a strike I still think we need it like behind the striker but we've maybe got Sam, players I mean maybe we Sandro's haven't seen no this is it. maybe yeah. we haven't seen all of well we definitely haven't seen all of what Sandro offers there and if he's playing off a target man maybe he'll show the pace more bombing through then no going back to the Gilfie Sigurdsson transfer lads you're going to get a loads of football pundits up and down the country saying blah 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 too much money for the 27 year olds what's your answer to them what my answer was too let me sp- uh, just, just before we uh, uh, carry on all our four choices that we had in May have all signed to the club, haven't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you if you play the podcast, then maybe we give them one player each. Yeah. All four players that we selected to come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was Gilfie, wasn't it? No, it was Pickford. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was keen, wasn't I? You, you were, were classing. Yeah. Well done, Greg. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big fresh on Greg. Yeah, like the four. Who, who, who needs Steve Walsh when he got the Royal Blue podcast doing the job for you? That's what I can say, you know. But anyway, uh, so you've got to go back to the pundits. Yeah. The pundits are going to say too much money for a 27-year-old, yeah. 42.5 million, whatever it is. Same answer what I said in May. I think when we had that discussion at the time is sometimes you, you, you can't afford to have players not in your team and six and fifty. you know, you just need them uh, at whatever the price because it, you pay a bigger price by not having them in the team. And I think it's been the number one target. It's come to fruition. You know, you can't complain really on that basis as a as a fan. And let's face it, it's just stupid money is knocking about yeah. all over the place, isn't it? At the moment, you know, yeah. you're my, fi- five or six isn't one name, are oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. My, my answer to anyone who says we've overpaid for them as an Evertonian, so if an Everton fan says, "Oh, we've overpaid for them," right? First and foremost, it's not my money. It's not your money. It's it's some fella who's got a load of it. Right, and the next question is, I've grew up watching this football club for 20-odd years and we haven't won a carrot. And one of the reasons why we haven't won a carrot is because we've had our best players cherry-picked from us every single season and we can't afford the best. I've grew up watching Mark Pembridge and Klaus Thompson getting shadows across midfields, fighting relegation after relegation. I haven't seen a trophy in sight since 1995. Now, I don't care if Gilfie Sigurdsson costs £60, £70, £80 as long as we get better players on that football pitch to give us a better chance of winning a trophy, that's all I'm interested in. Yeah, well, you basically support what I'm saying there, aren't you? Mm. You can't afford not to have them, effectively, you know. In, a more, think, in a more compassionate, yeah, sorry, yeah, passionate, yeah, yeah, yeah. rabble-rousing manner, I think you're both agreeing. And I agree as well. It's the going rate, as, as absurd as it is. It almost feels a bit redundant, the whole argument about who's, if people worth it, because 
to any logical other enterprise. Obviously, someone isn't worth that, but football is what it... Sorry for the phrase, mm. is what it is. Yeah. There you go. You've got to pay 53 million for a right back. Set the set the tone for this mm. summer. Yeah. Early doors yeah. and the market is Liv- sorry transformed sorry, as a result. Liverpool were prepared to pay nearly 70 million euros or 70 million quid for a lad who's never kicked a ball in the Premier League before. He's had one good season in Bundesliga. Yeah. By the way, this Sigurdsson's proven in the Premier League for the last three or four years. Yeah. I was <laughs> again without sort of prejudging the conversation about uh, the game on Saturday is that I haven't watched our new signings so far this season and you see the way they've bedded in mm. is it shows you the importance and like the value of having Premier League experienced players if you yeah, if you buy absolutely, yeah. Mm. yeah. that it's worth actually compared I know they say about if you bring players just generally speaking bring players in from abroad and say you might get them a bit cheaper and, and so on um, but there's a downside to that mm. Okay, you would hope they, they would hope they, you know, sort of adapt to the Premier League, um, but there is always that slight bit of risk. Whereas if you've got somebody who's young and sort of um, experienced in the Premier League, and if it's like Pickford for just one season, it does doesn't half make a difference in, in terms Definitely. of like you know what you can expect, and you would expect that to be reflected in the in the final transfer fee, wouldn't you? And I think that's the yeah. case with Sigerson, isn't it? Let's talk about Saturday then. Because we're still going to reflect some of the themes we're on already, I suspect. What did you make of Saturday? I'm looking forward to this, Gav. I'm looking Why? forward to this. Why? Because we only had to go second half. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were going to. Oh, like, you, you know what's been you know, coming. You got, know what's been he's coming. Got, he's, got, you know, he's got like people cyberbullying him in now. <laughs> I'm you know, not. Like, you know. I said a thing. You were going to have to prop at this. The minute really the minute you said he's not good I'm enough for at least it's out the way early. I'm, com- I'm, com- I'm, com- I'm comfortable with the whole thing. Is <laughs> he sounds like a manager to <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I should have like a couple of uh, drinks in front of yeah. you, like an advertising, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> I'd say what about Rooney is what we'll say about um, class and, and Ramirez and even like Keynes and Pickford to a slight degree is that it's early days for everybody, isn't it, really? Uh, what I'd say about Wayne's thoughts in the second half on, on Saturday, he was excellent. He showed, he showed you the type of thing, so that you, you said that, a bit, a bit of nouse, a bit of, bit, you know, a bit, bit all that, like, sort of intuition that you built up and so on, experience over 15 years in the Premier League. And I thought he plays well in the second half, um, and the team looked far better for it. Once Calvert-Lewin went also went in front of him. And I think that, you know... Compared to the, if you want to talk about Wayne in particular, what what it's shown is the three games he's played is he's not don't put him up top anywhere near the top. Which on on Saturday we did, and then he was coming back and picking the ball off from the centre half and stuff, and I just consequently I think he was saying Greg in in the live feed that there was nobody (laughs) then up up top to to, to get the ball. Sancho Sancho was doing the same, wasn't he? And I think we look far more effective both as a team and in terms of the way Rooney went, Calvert-Lewin as a striker and Rooney played behind him and sort of like was able to sort of feed him a little bit. And I thought he put one ball in, I think was it for Baines in the second half where he just mm. he just yeah, took out the... Ball, yeah, yeah. Which is just the type of thing you've not, not seen at Goodison for a long time. Mm. Not seen since, uh, well, Wayne was last player. <laughs> so second half was really encouraging from him, but it's like a lot of the new players we've got at early days until we pass final, uh, final judgment. But... Um, as I say, I hope I'm proved wrong about him, but it's early days. But it was overall, it was a bit of a 
Rooney was very instrumental in anything that was going on towards Everton in the final third. He was, I think, in the first half, he won three headers from a corner. He was defending. He didn't have the best first half. No, well, no one did. No one did. Everton as a whole was stunk the gaff out. And so, to be fair, still played well first half. Everton's formation got it wrong, Keeman. He openly admitted it, which was, by the way, refreshing to see. Mm. When you get a manager that opens up and says, you know what, I hold my hands up, I've got the team wrong, I've got the formation wrong there. Mm. So, fair play to Keeman there. Most managers in the Premier League are stubborn and they stay, but at least stick by the guns and keep keep basically the formation the players mm. on the pitch to like the 80th minute and then do something about it, don't they? So, fair play to Keeman there. But I thought second half, Rooney just showed, as you just said, that Gav, he showed his nose of like three or four minutes to go and he was waiting for the Stoke player to draw, foul him. He was waiting, waiting and I thought, 18 months ago we were having Morales charging down the line, chance to shoot to score a second. He just killed the game, stone dead, drawing fouls, winning free kicks, his set plays, his, his, his passing, everything. I thought he was absolutely fantastic and his goal was just superb. I have never seen an header like that for a long, long time. The ball in the box from Calvert-Lewin was spot on and the header had the neck muscles to get it back and past the um, to past Butland was brilliant and the celebration, it just spoke volumes on how much and how much affection he's got for this football club still. He just, he was going to burst a blood vessel in that celebration, wasn't he? Am I right in saying when you talk about Rooney sometimes and this is by no means a yeah. criticism, the fan in you comes out, doesn't it? Yeah, of course it does. Well, that's just natural, isn't it? it, it no, but especially Rooney. And is it because of our generation? Because we've seen him burst onto the scene, be the best one, the best young players in the world, leave, and now he's come back. And we just hope, and we've seen signs that he has got something to bring. And you, re- we just really yeah, want yeah, that. A, yeah, we want that fairy yeah. tale ending. Yeah, don't it's we? a good point. And I think you give him, board. you maybe you will give him more benefits of doubt than you will give. Most of the new signings. Um, well, not really. If I was to say to you, if Everton signed this 31 year olds you hadn't played for Everton before and played that second half like he did on Saturday, you go, wow, he's teaching us of anything we've it wouldn't got have a, It wouldn't have the same emotional resonance as, as that celebration had for me. That Seeing him celebrate like that almost made the goal and the moment more. Yes. You look at Match of the Day and how the media presents it in a wider way, it was his sheer unbridled joy at yeah. scoring that goal yeah. and we reflected it didn't yeah, we yeah definitely yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally agree, yeah. now if he hadn't scored that but he'd set up the second of a 2-0 win it probably, probably wouldn't have been the same yeah I get, I get, what, you, what, yeah, I mean? yeah, I get what you yeah, mean that, that was the interesting thing for me about in the set about his performance in the second half and the, and the first half and it's not necessarily because we changed the formation it was interesting to see that even somebody who wanes enormous experience for club and country won all big honours players in massive games he obviously garnered a lot of confidence by scoring that goal. Yeah, you know, even at that, even yeah. at thirty-one, yeah. with all that experience, you would think, oh, you know, that wouldn't happen. That he would take it all in his stride. But he obviously needed himself that confidence lifter of scoring a goal, and you know, and it was quite an important one. It was like you know, just before half time, yeah. the timing of it, putting them ahead. Uh, he obviously, you'd expect that that same sort of action from somebody who's a young player, perhaps. Well, it was interesting to see that he sort of reacted to it like like a young player, not somebody who's yeah. who's thirty one. In in terms of the confidence it gave him in the second half, and that was one of the intriguing things for me about uh, about Saturday. What else I thought as well, what probably sprung Rooney into more action in the in the final third is that when Tom Davis come on and Calvert Lewin up top, he had will and runners, so Rooney could come deep, get the ball, 
and then still couldn't get near him so he was just passing balls yeah. to left right and centre yeah. to Calvert-Lewin to Baines to Davis yeah. he had willing runners I think they had, they had more willing runners to deal with as well so he could say well the two players have been drawn onto Davis because they look at him and think danger yeah. Calvert-Lewin's marked all, all of a sudden Baines will run all day he's still yeah. got a bit of pace yeah Exactly. Yeah. I'll pick him out. Yeah. That's the. I suppose that gets actually around to what Gab was saying about playing with pace and having individuals with pace. Yeah. If we don't sign another player who can do the hundred meters in eight seconds before the end of the window, yeah. not the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. As long as we play as a team mm. with pace and tempo. Definitely. Someone who maybe hasn't got pace and tempo, but certainly leaves us with his head head held high and in the highest esteem, is Gareth Barry. The news broke last night, really, um, that he was joining or yesterday that he was joining West Brom, and he goes. Should, first of all, Tony, should we have let him go? It's a good question. I, like this has been raised about a couple of Evertonians over the last 24 hours, hasn't it? Why are we letting him go when we've got so much football to play this season? We're looking to play in Europa League, etc. Yeah. I understand that. And I think there's been some kind of a pact between Koeman and Barry on this one. I think it looks as though Barry wants to play football. Everton can't offer him first-team football. Koeman could have stood in his way and said, you know what, well, I need you for Europa League, I need you for FA Cup, League Cup, etc. But Everton are top-heavy in that position. We? We've spoke about it in depth, haven't we? You've got Garner Guy, you've got Schneiderlin, you've got Davis that can play there, you've got Bessic, you've got McCarthy. Now, I understand Barry's experience and yeah. know-how and everything else, but listen, Ever- I- what? I've seen a lot of Everton say, oh, we're missing, we shouldn't have sold him. Do you know if Garrett Barry would have started on Saturday? There wasn't been <laughs> a riot on Goodison Road. Well, TJ Winstart and Garrett Barry, so you can't win. I think he's... He would have been no more than a squad player this season. Could have come in for a couple of games, but as we've seen, I think over the last six months, he just he, he hasn't got the depth to, to play the Everton way no more has he. Not the way Ronald Koeman expects. High pressing from Schneider and, and Guy. He's not he's the total opposite of that, isn't he? Just keep ball, bit of know how and I think it's it, it, yeah, I, th- I think it's probably the right time for it to suit all parties. Speaking to, to Phil, Gav, speaking to Phil, Phil's concern about him going is that Schneiderlin gets injured. We do have other defensive central midfielders, yeah. as Tony just said, but importantly, none who have got the range of passing Schneiderlin and Barry. So, when if you take Schneiderlin out of the equation with an injury, you haven't actually got a natural fit. James McCarthy can't pass water if he's fit. That's a bit harsh, but he certainly hasn't got the the variety to his passing of Schneiderlin or Barry. Yeah, Gay hasn't got the range of passing for no. me, and it is you know is an effective defensive midfielder, but not the same type. Davis, it's too early. Clarkson could possibly play there. I just feel that someone as unsentimental as Koeman has possibly been a bit overly sentimental and left us a bit short. Yeah, interesting. That picking up on the t- point that Tony said about Rooney, about like you know, not having players who like you know win fouls, you know, tactical fouls and stuff mm. like that. Barry did does doesn't he? Because he's got that he now. Does, so, yeah, 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 that's you know, and and, and that and that's been coming from this on. Is that? I, he wouldn't be top list of players I wanted to leave the club. In fact, he probably wouldn't even be in the top top five. You've probably mentioned three there, Greg, that I'd probably want to see go go out the door before before him. Purely because of experience, his know how, the fact that he's probably a better natural fit as a replacement for, for say Schneider and you know that he's probably not going to be injured. The the only thing is that again going about Tony's point about playing in the Premier League I think he can get away with playing against some Premier League teams but against the bigger ones he's just, just yeah, going to run down I mean, that was the problem last, last season yeah, yeah. but I I certainly think that he wouldn't have been near the top but I think he's earned the right hasn't he to decide a little bit really 
really from Gal. And he's been and, given uh, he's been given that opportunity. And uh, I, I'm sure in the back of his mind he's just seen nine gigs for four ahead of him, is he something like yeah, that? And then in the Premier League appearances and then go fancy a bit of that. And he goes with the best wishes and you know, of I think of all Everton fans. Um for somebody to move between Premier League clubs in a key play position like midfield at thirty six really speaks uh, speaks volumes, doesn't it? About how yeah. how highly he's still rated within yeah. the uh, within the game. But they've just lost Fletcher to Stoke, haven't they? So yeah. he's just a replacement for Fletcher, yeah. isn't he? Which I think I'd rather have got a body in my scene than than Darren Fletcher all day. So I think yeah. it's a good so, um yeah. Maybe Cumin. <laughs> I don't know, I think Sentimental or not, I'm not sure. It's interesting one. We Schneiderlin yeah. could do with Rhea getting to his top form from yeah. last season is, is what I'll say about that. Sorry, just a different on the different note on Gareth Barry. Do you think Cummins maybe a wrong predicament to say it, but do you think he's just willing to get all Roberto Martin as a signings out the door? He's been like he just wants this is my team, that was that team, and I'm looking at it and thinking there's not many Roberto Martin as signings left is he to get rid of. Do you think he's being too harsh and Getting them all out the door. It's an interesting point. Well, not well. Barry's not on the first team for the starters. He's so. No, I mean, he's he, there at he the bought club. Some didn't he, Martin? Yeah, whether he's, he's at the club or not is really in terms of the selection of the first team is not really relevant. I don't think Coombe would be left that emotional about it. I just think it's circumstance. You know, Lukaku wanted to go, didn't he? So really, it was out of Coombe's hands a little bit. Um, Barry, as I say, there's there's probably good you know good business reasons perhaps you know if he's on certain amounts of money a week getting him off the off the pay bill, um, but yeah you can see the team. Whether he thinks that way, that's what it looks like presentation he doesn't he? It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been there what just over twelve months, Cumin, and he's yeah, got rid of nearly every. But that's understanding. New manager always does that anyway. In the short space, that's it's unheard right. of to do it well, in that short space. Yeah, of time, but he's had the money months. to buy the replacements. Isn't yeah, he? Moyes, wouldn't, Moyes wouldn't have ever have done that because Moyes wouldn't have had the, play, the money to buy the replacements. Yeah. But Cumin's got the opportunity to do that, so it just looks as though that's the case. Whether well, he's just had the opportunity to buy better players. So, oh, well, even if you're looking at Manchester City. Like they haven't got rid of nearly every sign and that Guardi- well, since Guardiola's came in, he hasn't got rid of everyone. As Marino hasn't got rid of everyone. Cumin in a short space of time has got rid of nearly every single one of Roberto Martinez. Still and McCarthy. Yeah, still, they're still yeah, and, and Robles yeah, and all them for the moment. And our yeah. mate Nias is still hanging on. Yeah, isn't so he for still, life. So they're still. But I think what you're saying is his first team is now becoming Cumin's yeah, first yeah, team, isn't it? Yeah. With a bit of like Will Baines and. Baines and Jacks really, isn't it? I suppose. They and were Coleman. bought by Moyes. I, I, yeah. I think in fact the saying is that there's probably more Moyes signings there now than there is Roberto Martinez's. In the first team there will be. Yeah, yeah. And that, that probably but says says, says a lot, it all about it? Roberto Martinez's signings and yeah. says everything and about Moyes's really. Although he would have fought tooth and nail to keep Lukaku. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Just just the point on that though. That's not necessarily a good thing, is it? When you think that Baines is thirty-three, Jacks is thirty-five this year, something like that. Quick point from uh, Saturday just to discuss. We said at the start of the season what we think our starting eleven would be. You know, mm. at the at, you know the beginning of the Premier League campaign. I think we said, if I recall correctly, the sense of defensive partnership we anticipated being Keane and Williams. Do we still think that's the case, or based on what we've seen so Jags. far this season, Keane and Jags? Yeah, Keane and Jagielka for me. I think Evan just looked a lot more solid at the back there when when we went to four when they went to the four at the back. Which obviously yeah. helps when Pickford's in goal because yeah. he thought he was brilliant again. Distribution, coming out for crosses, big saves, every every reason why we paid the money for him. Thought he was brilliant. 
I agree, Keenan Jags. However, with the caveat that when they bring in this left-sided defender yeah. who's able to play centre-back and left-back, he has to be someone who's really able to challenge to be in the first team because I've been disappointed with, with Ashley Williams and I'm getting to the point where I, I wonder whether or not I just have to put that down as a, a bit of bad recruitment past his... Stopgap. Just the right? wrong time. The wrong yeah, time. Was he did all right last season, but, you know, what I'm thinking is there was a glaring difference in the quality on the ball from, from Keane and Williams slash Jagielka. Yeah. So this new player that comes in has to be better, uh, maybe good on the ball, but a better defender than Funes Mori. Yeah. And really challenging to get into the team. Yeah. I thought it's just that what made me laugh on, uh, on Saturday in the first half where the thing, obviously playing like sort of three-ish at the back and I think Keane spread the ball out to Jags on the left-hand side sort of sort of left-back territory and Jags sort of tried to control the ball and just whacked it like yeah, well, Peter Kay started yeah, like he did, the he? of the button he did. Well, he you know and I think it, I tell you going, going back you know what I tell you I love to see Pickford play left-back with that left foot his distribution is absolutely yeah, fantastic yeah there was one pass I think he, on uh, on Saturday he made I think it was to the it might have been Marty, you know, was, was playing right back. It's just like curve, like a, Brilliant. you know, a, a golf shot. And I think, I thought he was tremendous. Great mm. save at the end. Uh, only save he had to make all game. And it was a great save at the end. And that says a lot about yeah. keep, keeper if they can do that. Well, obviously, yeah. yeah, we don't know quite. It's a step into the unknown in terms of Thursday night and Hyduck split. But it is important that we we get a result, really, because we just, we really don't know what to expect over in split, do we? At least at Goodison, we can count on the home, you know, the home uh, benefits, the crowd um, under the Goodison lights should have should have enough for them, Tony, shouldn't we? But we just—it's such an unknown, really, for the fans, at least. It's definitely an unknown. Um, we've seen the struggles against the the, the our tribals. They've the got some big shows, injuries, haven't they? Fucked tasses yeah. out. Yeah, they've got a couple of injuries plus. Yeah, um, but what what I will say about them is that they about four or five games more into their season, I do. So in terms of fitness, they're a lot fitter than us. But Rosenborough were meant to be, do you know what I mean? We got past them. So in terms of quality, if you look at Everton's eleven, and obviously splits eleven, Everton should be coming out on top, shouldn't he? But we just don't know what to expect to be on 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 Thursday night. I think Cumin will put out a strong team. We want to get the tie over within the first. In the first leg, so to speak, maybe I'd take I'd take a two 0 win now, wouldn't you? And oh, go yeah. over there, absolutely. So, yeah, I'd, I'd well take that. Yeah, I'd imagine his kid is playing Eastern European teams that you never heard of, with players that you never heard of mm-hmm. as well. You know, in the modern era, that's like a really rare thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? About playing. On Tony's point, we said the same about Rosen, whatever they were called, Rosenbrock. When we like, oh, we see our starting eleven, we should be easy to beat them, but actually, it's a bit of a struggle. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it'll be a similar. Because similar type of, of two games, to be honest with you, because they're probably a little bit, but they are better than our previous opponents, and maybe we've kicked on a little bit fitness wise. But I still think, bear in mind, there's, a, there's still a few variable factors involved about like going over there between two big Premier League games. I think over the two legs, I think it be could be a tougher time than what mm-hmm. you would think on paper. You it's know? a good sorry, Greg. It's a good thing that we're actually playing on Monday, isn't it? Rather than a Sunday match. We've got that. We've got that day's rest, haven't we? Well, especially oh, yeah. when you take into account that we're facing a team who's definitely they're going to be the sharpest team that we've faced as yet. So, would you expect Sigurdsson to be involved in the in around the first team for Monday's trip to the Etihad? Yeah, most definitely. Even if it's for a little cameo role, we we've got to get the ground running with him. 
He's been training on his own, hasn't he? In, in terms of fitness, yeah, he might play for the under-23s, etc. But you still can't beat that competitiveness in, in a Premier League match. Even just for the set-pieces alone, if Everton get a couple of free kicks at, um, at the Etihad and you've got bodies in the boxes, set-pieces alone can be worth a goal. So as we've seen from Everton's goal, just a cross in the box, Rooney head, and that's how simple football can be. So I think Sigurdsson's got a vital role to play. Even if it's just getting his fitness gradually into, into the team, I just think it's, even if it's 15, 20 minutes, yeah, instrumental. Would you be of the mind that you'd take a point from Monday night now? Of course. What have you seen from City? Obviously, you know, very limited so far, isn't it? But they were quite efficient the way they went through the gears and dealt with, admittedly, an inferior opponent, weren't they, at the weekend? Yeah, yeah, they took them like 70 minutes, didn't it, to be Brighton? Um, it's probably... It's, like the, the analysis will say that it's probably a good time to catch these big teams, isn't it? As Liverpool caught a lot of them last season, Arsenal, Chelsea, early doors, didn't they, and City. So Everton ourselves... We should be fitter than Manchester City in terms of yeah. competitive games. So there's, and I, I looked on Saturday in the second half, and you, you're looking at terms of fitness. I thought Everton looked a lot fitter than Stoke, didn't he? Because Everton have had them two extra games, so Everton will have had split as well to play as well. So in terms of fitness, Everton should be a lot fitter than Manchester City. So I wouldn't I wouldn't put anyone off say Everton to come back, and if they concede a goal, I wouldn't I wouldn't throw the toys out the pram, so to speak. I'll be, I'll be still sitting in there for the second half because Everton likely with the fitness issue. Could, could get a goal in the second half. I think I'll t- take your hand off for a point. To be honest with you, yeah. I'm expecting a bit similar to last season. You know where we were sort of pegged back, and that's the difference, isn't it? From last season, Nom scored that goal, didn't he? For me mm. being, you know, held back the, the whole game. Have you got somebody who can do the same on uh, on Monday night? That'll be an interesting, interesting to see his tactics. How he plays Monday night compared to how he played last season, where he played, I think played four, he played four three three last year. Last, last season with three defensive midfielders and effectively came 4-5-1 as he got the players to do that this year because he haven't got Ram up front to, you know, for pace on the break. So, incessantly tactically how he sets up the on big, uh, Monday. It will be. The big question for me it will be, last season you've just mentioned what I was going to say, we had one big chance and we scored it. We might get one big chance. Probably wouldn't bank on getting loads more mm. on Monday. My only concern is if it falls to Rooney, I've got confidence. If it falls to Sandro, I, look, I think he's going to be a great player. I've got, I love the yeah. signing, but at the moment he's very much bedding in. For me, he wants to take too much time shifting the ball onto his right foot or taking a touch too many. I fear we might. I don't want to sound negative, so, but mm. there's a chance we could fluff our one chance, and I don't think we're going to get many more. I don't know. It's Manchester City's first home game. Players are going to be some of their players will be quite nervous. Like I think a lot of Everton players look nervous in Everton's first home game this season. I think Cumin touched upon that, didn't he, in the press conference? He said, he said a couple of our players, the passes went astray. He looked a bit nervous first, first home game of the season. So the goalkeeper will be one who will definitely feel that their goalkeeper. Oh, who's untested. And by the way. He looks dodgy. He did look dodgy against Brighton. He yeah. could be. I, I would be surprised if Sigurdsson started, you know, and just say, listen, just whip balls in that box and test that goalkeeper. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all. You've got Calvert-Lewin up there. He can win an header. He won his first year against Stoke, by the way, Calvert-Lewin, second half. And that's considering he's got Shawcross and Zuma next to him. Well, a good few flick-ons there. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Everton have to go direct to get a point. So it wouldn't interest me. Quick on that to give us your prediction. <laughs> <After> <laughs> that, a double Thursday and Monday. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll go for one nil us tomorrow. Yeah, and I'll go for. I've got to be optimistic about Monday, but I can't see them beyond the one all draw. Is my that's my best case scenario Monday night. 
I think we'll beat split 2-0. I think we may surprise Manchester City on Monday night. I like it. I do, I really do. Give me a score. 2-1 Everton. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> See the odds on, couldn't have odds on Scotty. I will do, I will do. 3-1 against Heidelk. I think I can see them scoring, but I think we'll be comfortable go over with the two-goal advantage. And I'll take 1-1 one, one on Monday now, but I do like that little What was my prediction last week? Rooney, any time scorer? Very well, good. Scotty Bet TV, Get don't forget. Have a look on YouTube. Listen, thanks as ever for listening. If you've enjoyed it and the comments we've had so far on iTunes suggest that you are enjoying what we're doing, we're really grateful for you going to the time to leave those reviews. It'd be brilliant if you could do a few more if you've enjoyed this podcast. As I said last time, suggest what more you want to hear of. Maybe if you want us to take on different topics or just any general feedback, go to iTunes. And if you haven't subscribed that way, you'll get it straight into your phone or your iPad and you can tune in when we'll be back next week. Thanks very much for listening.